0: What's up, y'all? Brandon here, back with another episode of Order Within, number 79. And today's guest is a special one. Pia Lister is a creative powerhouse. She's also a certified coach. She spent 10 plus years in the digital marketing space as an award-winning copywriter. And she has since pivoted into a coaching world where she created her collective studio and merging those two worlds of coaching and creativity. Pia and I discuss a lot of topics in today's episode, but more importantly, the overarching theme is authenticity and creativity, how we can deploy those pieces in our lives, because fulfillment is found in creation. That's where we find meaning and purpose in our life. And so when we tap into that creative power that all of us hold, we can deploy it in our life in a way that's meaningful and can help us make an impact in the world that's positive and reflective of who we are. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. There's a lot of good stuff in today's conversation. So with that being said, let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Brandon Ward, back with another episode of Order Within. got a great guest today, Pia Lister. She's a rock star, uh, a human, a a good fellow human that I met in a coaching group. Pia is a founder, entrepreneur, creative genius in a lot of ways. Mm. She's the founder of The Collective Studio. Pia, I'm happy to have you. Welcome and and thank you for joining me.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks for the nice intro.
0: Yeah, we were riffing on that before the show too. I always get so nervous about the intros because I want to do my my guests justice. And and you've done a lot of cool stuff. I, the thing that's interesting for me is you you have a coaching background, which is where we met. We met in a, a coaching group together. Which you're a certified coach, but you're also you've been in the creative world for as a copywriter and an agency owner. You own your own agency, and you've did that for what ten plus years as a creative.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: what I love most about the work that you do is you've, you've managed to merge all that stuff. You've also connected me with another great human, Paul, shout out to Paul, who's, who him and I are working on some things together, but you know, you instantly, you were the only female in our coaching group too. And you brought a ton of just force and power. And and you have for someone that's a a little body human, (laughs) you've got a big, big presence and I think authenticity is something that's always stood out about you. And today, that's really what I want to dig into you into is, you know, authenticity, self-expression, the creative expression. How how do we work to get that reflecting who we are? I think in our businesses and our life, many of us struggle with success and authenticity. We often are are constantly pushing between, you know, what are we presenting to the world versus who we really are and how do we show up in success? So We've talked a lot about that, I think, in our time together. And and for you, this pivot into what you're doing now. How did you go from the creative world into coaching and what you're doing now?
1: Sure. Um, how did I, so? Nothing Great is li- nothing is linear. That's another interesting. Like life, thank goodness, is beautifully concentric and wavy, hmm. and it's not so. Um, my journey has just just been that. Like I've done a lot of different things in my career, but the red thread was always creativity in some shape or form, which continues. For me, coaching is a creative act. So much so, It's a co-creative act. It's a transformative act. Um, And yeah, that's what I used to say. It's the art of transformation. And that's essentially what creativity is to me. We take something, which is no thing really, but uh, an idea, inspiration, and we we transform it, we turn it into something else. We kind of combine different ideas, different ways of seeing, different ways of thinking into something new. So it's almost like this this like beautiful grand remix. So back to your question. I've been, just to lay it down, I've been like a, jur- I worked as a journalist in Sri Lanka <laughs> back in the day. Um, I studied foreign affairs. I did my master's in that. I, I want I wanted to use communication for good, worked at the UNDP for a hot minute, helping them de organize all of their copy, and then <laughs> yeah, it showed me it wasn't the light. I'm glad it exists, but it wasn't the lighthouse on the hill that I thought it was exactly. And then I even sold ad space in Bahrain in the Middle East. Um, hoping, I thought it was going to be more of a creative like screenwriting job, but I had to actually produce the show, which taught me a hell of a lot about sales, which I think I also needed, even though it was tough as nails. And Hmm. then I found my way into brand communications, like a brand communication agency in London that combined brand building, PR, change management, a bunch of different things together in order to provide sort of the, not a, not like the best solution for clients, so not a prescriptive solution, um, but it could be many things. Uh, that that was in the days of MySpace. I actually did a
0: oh my god,
1: <laughs> campaign. Back to MySpace. I know, I know, We did a oh. campaign, like a like a mini web webisode series on MySpace back in the day. Um, and you know, fast forward, just finding my way in the beautiful nexus between magic and logic. You know, mm-hmm. strategy and creativity, like really figuring out, like what the the real problem is because every client comes with a problem and then you have to like dig deeper and go okay like what's the mm. real problem here you yeah. know um and then re- <laughs> in in order to figure out what the creative solution could be if we're not asking the right question about what the problem is the creative's never going to stick you're just throwing pasta at a wall right mm. um undercooked yep. pasta at a wall so which is not good no no it's <laughs> not good <laughs> So, um, and then actually, I came full circle in the last agency I worked. That was more of a creative consultancy, a purpose-driven creative consultancy that worked with brands and nonprofits and foundations that were looking to build a triple P impact: so, people, planet, and profit. And that was really fascinating. And it kind of took me full circle from my my the beginnings of my career working as a journalist and for the UN in different capacities, using creativity for good you know, to the end of my, at least, agency mm-hmm. career to to do the same. And it taught me a lot about what was needed internally in order to create external transformation also within companies like ESG, sustainability, all of the change that we're sort of looking to do also requires interchanges with the leadership. So mm-hmm. around that time, I got, um, I got a call to adventure from a friend of mine who started doing her coaching certification, and she posted something on LinkedIn, and I was like, girl what are you doing that sounds really fascinating can we meet for coffee? and uh, that's kind of how it started we met for coffee and it was really about connection and transformation and you know how to hold space and there was a big shift between being the expert being the consultant you know the one who knows especially as a creative the one who comes up with the idea to actually being the facilitator being the enabler being a guide helping people find their own answers and really holding people naturally creative, resourceful and whole, which means that you trust that they'll figure it out and just Mm. allowing the space and really powerful and deep listening and really insightful questions and intuitive hits and doing all that work. And it was just such a fascinating shift for me, really. Mm. So that's kind of what led me to coaching. And then it took me a while after launching Collective Studio to figure out like, Hmm, how did these things fit together like what is creativity creative consulting which is what i called at the time and consulting oh take away that word (laughs) creative partnership and then there was coaching and like i just kind of flowed with it i still did some old you know freelance work for my previous agency and that was fantastic working on values campaign and purpose for big brands and then doing coaching. And it kind of was like two ships that were sailing until recently working with a creative coach. I mean, I got to drink my own medicine, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was at a pivot point where I feel like I'd gathered a lot of insights to figure out like, okay, how do the pieces fit together? And I figured it out. And that's really exciting. So for me, it's really partnering with creative visionaries to build the dream, the brand, the business depending at different, where people are at stages in their journey. So it's really more about being a creative coach and then if needed, sort of a, a, a brand expression, copywriter at the end, because mm-hmm. that's also one of my, um, it's one of my superpowers. So not to be able to use it, but I use it differently. I'm able to really into it hear and capture the voice of founders and people and business owners and entrepreneurs. And then translate that in a way that is clear and deeply resonant to them and draws in their people. So I found mm-hmm. a way and I'm, I'm so, I'm really passionate about being like a multi hyphenate or a multi passionate, whatever you want to call it. Cause I've mm-hmm. had so many people along the way tell me, well, it's like one thing. You have to do one thing, have a very <laughs> clear audience, have the super clear nation. There's no room, like you're going to confuse people. It's like, my people are dumb. They like, you know, they, they'll get it. You know, what is this? Like, what is this old school sort of box that we need to fit into in order to survive or succeed? And that felt wrong to me. Um, and I'm so excited about being able to bring together the different facets that, that make me who I am and enable me to serve and to support um, and to partner with in order to create and do real transformative work. So I'm really grateful for it. I'm glad I didn't try to shave parts off of myself to fit into a box done that. No, you know, so that's the shortest version of the story I can you.
0: No, it's great. And I think that's a great summary, too, because your journey, it's hard. I know that's a tough question to answer sometimes because you're looking at decades of explaining how you come to where you are today. But for you, Pia, and the way you you show up in the world. That's one of those things that you can, you, I've always, you kind of have this mad scientist vibe to me. Like you're in this creative mad scientist lab. And I feel like that's a lot of what you do with your clients. And if you, if you didn't allow yourself to be led by that intuitive pool that I've heard you mention many a times in our conversations together, and you only followed that logical box path, the old dusty old path, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. Nope. And- And that takes a lot of courage to lean into that. So for our listeners out there, what's something that you've been able to do over that, you know, decades now, putting this life together for yourself, Pia, like what is it that you've allowed yourself to kind of lean in and trust that intuitive knowledge that you seem to carry? And it seems to really drive your life in a lot of ways. Oh
1: man, this is the thing about transformation. I think people love like the big aha moment, the huge epiphany that changed everything. But mm. oftentimes it's just a series of micro shifts
0: mm. that compound
1: and build yep. until one day you're like, oh, <laughs> this is, I'm here. This, this, that's what happened. I was doing. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's not, but, um, so to answer your question, like what has helped me, there are many different things that have kind of led me along the way. Sometimes I really had to fall on my face um, and get Mm. it really wrong to realize what was right. I wish Mm. there was another way. But sometimes you got to have a moment to step into who you're not in order to figure out who you are. That's kind of the basis of the world in which we live in polarities. You know, it's how we experience the physical realm. What can I tell you? So, And that that's okay. That none of it is is failure and all of it is, is part and parcel of the journey working for you um, mm. even when it doesn't feel that way and a part of that is also transformation and even micro ships whatever you want to call it when you're leaning into your edge when you're flirting with it when you're skirting around it when you're stretching it's wildly uncomfortable and actually mm. it could feel like not that you're regressing but it could feel like the opposite it could feel like what the fuck is going on? Like I don't know do I don't understand like I'm I feel lost I don't know what am I doing you know all of those feelings are also sometimes a sign that you're just stretching into something brand new so of course you don't know yet because you're in the process of moving into that place and that's such a courageous place to be and to allow yourself to be in rather than going back into what you know because it's mm. comfortable and it's also okay to go back and get on the proverbial couch and watch a Netflix episode with some popcorn when you need it, you know, we're not always Mm -hmm. meant to be on the edge, but then to come back and be in that edge because it's growth is what fulfills us. You know, we are all creative beings that are here to grow and expand. I mean, the universe is expanding. We're part of nature and everything grows, everything moves, everything changes Mm -hmm. constantly. So I think when we're tapping into that nature of who we are, that growth of like, hmm, like, well, well, who am I becoming next while staying true to who I am? It's a really exciting and fulfilling place to be. It doesn't mean it's an easy place to be.
0: That's but it, for sure. You know?
1: Um, yeah. So they're different things, but I think a big, if I had to point to like a big, I don't know That's if it okay. was an epiphany, but it was a life event that really shook me to the core was when I lost my mother, uh, in Mm. 2021. Mm. I don't know. I think death was just this kind of abstract concept like happened to other people. Like, even though I knew that wasn't true when it, when it hit home and it was someone just nothing like losing them, your mother, you know? I mean, I don't know. Luckily I, all I'm saying is it was the toughest thing I've ever gone through. And I've been through some Mm. tough things. and she gave me some parting gifts. And one of her parting gives us courage. It's a realization that we have like this one finite life with a hidden expiration date. Mm. So fucking live it.
0: Oh, Figure man, out yeah.
1: whatever that means to you, because it's gonna look different to everyone. Like, what is really living life? Feeling fully alive, body tingling. Mm. You know, what does that feel like to you? What does it look like to you? And it will look different to everyone and maybe it's not even finding the answer but it's just asking the question again and again and being brave enough to do that so that was a that was a big one actually that was i think um there was that year that i launched collective studio where i was like all right it's time i was very comfortable i hadn't there's nothing wrong with my role and my position so i could have kept coasting because it was it was good on paper it was all right but i knew there was something else calling me I was like, Mm. what would happen if I channeled my creativity to build my own? What could that look like? Not build someone else's, but build my own. What kind of impact could I make in the world? I don't fucking know. But there's only one way to find (laughs) out. And I would be so, well, I don't even know what the word was. I don't think it would feel good to stay in that place of comfort and not knowing you know, because we're not guaranteed another day. So that was a big one.
0: Hmm. That was
1: a big, like, push. um, It's interesting
0: because it seems like, you know, that story really highlights to me that I think we're more afraid of our power, our light, our creative abilities than anything, because you staying in that role where you were doing okay, you were, you know, it sounds like everything was kosher and you was good on paper, but inside you there was something pulling you forward. And Earl Nightingale says something along the lines of, Time is going to pass. You might as well make the time that's passing worth mm-hmm. it and do something extraordinary and go for it because it's gone anyway. True. Time is gone. And and True. just as you said, it's a hidden expiration date. All of us have it stamped. All, All of, of us, us do. Mm-hmm. So we could spend decades building something that we love, we believe in. And I think it's too, because I love what you said. You have to sometimes put on... I've done this a lot in my life, put a lot of things on that don't fit me. And that's how I learned that I'm yep. not those things. Yeah, And it's like you kind of chip away at the stone. You start as a big block and then it eventually you turn into a beautiful mm. sculpture. Mm. But I think giving ourselves the permission to do that, to make those mistakes, to learn from them and to realize that that's completely OK. That doesn't make you a failure. That doesn't make you flaky. That doesn't make you someone that's screwing up. It's it takes a ton of courage to say, I'm gonna create a path for myself. I don't know what that is. Mm. Like you're the collective studio Pia, for you will look you'll look back twenty years from now and be like, Whoa, it's gonna (laughs) go through these iterations, right? Just like life does. You know, it's things start as seeds and then they grow. But because I love that I think sometimes, and I do this, you we look at things and we think, Oh, that person's got it figured out and they've But the reality is, is, is it's just, you're showing up every day, you're making these micro changes and, and you're having the courage to leap into the unknown more than anything. Cause when you, when I read your content, you're a prolific writer. It's, you know, your journalism and your creative background definitely shines through in your work, but you're just, you're, you're almost ruthless in the way you express your authenticity and how, which I love though, because too many of us are scared. We're, we're. Oh, and we judge ourselves, and we criticize, and it's you got to let a lot of that stuff go, don't you?
1: Definitely. And part of that, if you want to call it ruthlessness, also comes from I've been creating for other people, other companies for most of my career. So it is. Mm, I don't know if the honor is the right word, but it is. It is. Yeah. It's. It's. It's such an opportunity to be able to create my way. Mm-hmm whether it flies or it, you know, falls, (laughs) it's mine and it's true to me. And I really believe um, that vulnerability is what builds connection. So I feel people in their content. Sometimes I feel the the content more than necessarily the words. Like you can feel when someone is really showing up and expressing Mm -hmm. something with an intention of I use the word in service of, but with the intention of creating an impact of maybe just helping one other person. Because that's always a good question to ask before you create, like, what's my intention behind this piece? And for me, it's like, is this loving? You know, and could it help just one person? And if the answer is yes, then hit send, you know, or hit publish Mm -hmm. or hit go. Um, And I think that's really important because there's a term... I don't know what you think of this. It's called like trauma dumping where it's like people just share to like process and to get stuff out. And that's okay. But there's also like, well, like nothing is wrong, but it, it it's the question is like, who are you serving or how are you helping? Because that's going to also create an impact on people. So mm-hmm. I think just being very intentional with your content, even if it's out like, I'm going to share this, maybe I, you know, touch some person, but I don't know, I think it's just a, a, important. it helps to anchor in your own um, voice when 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 you're able to be clear on on the why you're you're doing something
0: mm-hmm. and the, the the why you do something I've found in my life, p, is something you really have to sit with and and it can change at different points in our life, like well, it usually does, right? yeah but i I think the the getting comfortable with discomfort, the not knowing leaning into that and this doesn't have to this isn't for just entrepreneurs or this if you're a career person and you want a great career working at work that's the thing like what you described it doesn't mean that it's bad if you want to work for a company i've i've worked for many companies myself too but as you've found pia i've i don't fit that mold i've it's a it's a burden for me and that's where like the, dis- the discomfort has forced me to do what I'm doing now because I, don't, mm. I know I'm not going to be fulfilled unless I pursue what's living inside of me. And it sounds like that hit you in a way when your mom passed away. It's like, Definitely. I got to let this out.
1: It's interesting because I think discernment is key because there's different types of discomfort,
0: right? Mm. There's like a discomfort
1: mm. that's telling you, get out. <laughs> this is not for you, which can also be an intuition where it's like, I can't do this anymore. that's Mm. where there's a discomfort of oh i'm in a really new place i'm stretching and like you might have the urge to go back to what you know because it feels safer but the ability to call it regulate your nervous system to stay when it's uncomfortable Mm. and know that you're going to be okay Mm. you know is is so key to your own growth i was speaking to a fellow coach about this the other day it's like getting yourself comfortable being uncomfortable Right. It becomes a new it can become a new sort of default, if you will. And then you, mm. you you know, you just you just continue to grow. It's a different type of discomfort at some point, right? Um, and I just mm-hmm. think it's really interesting to think about. Given you and if you're in sometimes a very wobbly place, it could be a sign that you're just expanding and isn't that grand.
0: And and I love that because it is important to distinguish the, the types of discomfort. Sometimes mm. Our discomfort is communicating to us that this is not the Exactly. Past. But it, it, to your point earlier, that's discernment. And this is, to me, this is why I created this show is how do we engage with ourselves? How do we find clarity in our own minds? How do we How do we engage with our emotions, you know? And that may d- be different for each of us, but in my life, I've found that if we share certain things, you know, journaling, this journaling practice worked for me, maybe it'll help you, or this series of questions helped me. Maybe it'll help you. Just as you said, if what we're offering could be valuable to, to one person and they can take that thing, yeah. apply it in their life, and then they go out and express themselves in their version, that's, I can't imagine a more fulfilling way to to serve the world, at least personally. And that, I that's, agree. that's mine, right? That's similar to yours. Yeah. And I love that for you, You're helping other entrepreneurs unleash that creative potential and the way they want to share it with the world. And because it's, it's, it's easy to think that we have all the answers in ourselves and we do in a way, but it's like, they're there, but sometimes the help of other people can really help us draw that out, be the mirror that we need to see. And that's what great coaches can help us do, right? To see what's already in us and then take action.
1: Well, it's interesting because we've kind of, we've been taught not to listen to ourselves.
0: Which is th- insane, right? If you think about I it. I know. So, I know. Don't uh, trust your own mind. Like, and it, 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 even if you come from a religious background, even more so, like you're almost, it's like y- there's this fear around, oh, that's, that's. Like, I remember a time in Chicago, Pia, I was, I was at this church and I'm a a spiritual person, but I've never really been religious. And I've explored a lot of things. I wear a cross around my neck, but I also have Buddha all over my house. I've done a ton of meditation and, uh, psychedelics. And I remember a lady told me, I was telling her about my meditation practice and she's like, oh, you don't want to do that. That's where the devil lives. And it's just like, well, Okay. Wow. First, man, I'm sorry that you're living in a state of fear. That that's in that that's crazy. But we that's the messaging that can come through though is because meditation is an incredible tool and practice for self knowledge. And for me, when I think about this stuff, we are created in the image of our creator, whether you believe that or not. But like you're tapping into your own brilliance when you go into that state. So it's it's a horrible thing to tell someone. Don't do that. I know it's a bit of a tirade from not trusting ourselves, but like that religious undertone is prominent throughout our world that we have to be mindful of because it can prevent us from connecting with who we are.
1: Well, if we don't listen to ourselves and we listen to someone some someone else, some earthly higher power that then has dominance and power. Mm. So there is it mm-hmm. is an orchestration. It's not just a random th- Super true. You know, we're humans, we're designing things. And some people design things in order to gain, in order to get power, mm. in order to control. So, you know, there's there's a reason. Not that it makes it right, but there's, yeah. you know, there there's there's something behind that. So we've been taught, even in like advertising, we're not enough, there's not enough. Get this thing, you'll feel better, you'll be, you'll fill it up. You know, they on so many different levels in our society, I feel. We're taught not to listen. I heard this even listening to our bodies. Okay, do you remember, like, being in first grade or second grade and needing to use the restroom in class mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. being able to use the restroom?
0: Oh, because you weren't, you didn't have a the, bathroom break or you didn't have yeah, break, you to or get or get permission. Yeah, or because you would raise your
1: hand and the teacher would go, no, you know, you wait till the end of class or whatever would happen. And so it's in that way, there's already a teaching that don't listen to your body. And I think it's really crazy on so many levels. I mean, our body is always present. I think somatics is really interesting. When we tap into meditation, we also tap into the present moment. Your body is always present. Your mind is either in the past or in the future. Running around in the past, which could be nostalgia and it could be regret. Running around the future could be fantasy. It could be anxiety. Whether it's quote unquote good or bad, it's still not present. So it's like breath work, all of these practices, tapping, whatever it could be, is just about centering back into body and learning how to Mm. like really listen to yourself. So there's different levels of of listening, I think. And I think to play and to experiment, that's really what I invite a lot of people to do. I love saying like run experiment because it gives people permission, not about having to find the way. It's just get really curious about yourself in different ways and what speaks to you. And I think the way to tap into that is to meet yourself every day. Mm. There's like two words that come up when I ask myself, like, how do I do this? It's always like, low down, low it down. You can't feel things when you're running a million miles an hour. You lose, mm. you lose center. You lose a sense of how, what's going on, how you feel. So you get into this super, super efficiency, which bypasses that feeling,
0: right? And our society and culture does so much of that, doesn't it? Oh, it pushes yeah, absolutely. us in that state all the time. Exactly. Like even school, here's the bells, go to the next class, exactly. do your homework, like constant state of frenzy. That's...
1: It's a state of frenzy, and it's also a really erroneous and dangerous equation that your worth equates to what you produce.
0: Oh. That's a hard one to unpack, too, oh, because man. it's... It's so inherent, particularly in in Western culture too, right, where everything is about your productivity and what you create. I
1: I almost can't hear that word anymore. (laughs) It's just your productivity will have you run the other way because (laughs) I'm kind of rewiring. I'm from New York City originally. I'm half Canadian, half American, but I grew up between like Brooklyn and Manhattan. And, you know, us Americans, we're like hardwired for work. We're a mm-hmm. pioneering, ancestral. I don't know what, but it's like you know work ethic. It's drilled into you. You know, it's like you gotta produce. This is what it is. This is what life is. And so there's like for me, it's also unlearning what you've learned and finding your own way, whatever that looks like. And hey, if you want to be efficiently productive and that brings you a huge amount of joy, like have at it. I'm not judging. Like whatever works for you. But at least Take a moment to question it. Is this yeah. for me? Is this mine? Is this working? Do I feel fulfilled? and I don't use the word happy because happiness isn't just an emotion. It's fleeting. it comes, it goes mm. it's It's one of the many beautiful emotions we have on our human spectrum. fulfillment is it fulfillment can be difficult when you do something that's fulfilling you follow your uh, you know your, you live out value it doesn't always mean it's easy it doesn't always mean that it's happy it can also mm. be very difficult but it feels really fucking meaningful you know mm. and so to ask yourself am i fulfilled does this feel meaningful does this work feel meaningful to me and really like just ask yourself those things and if it's yes great and if it's like hmm, i don't know ooh, i never even thought about that what what is a fulfilling life? Shit, and it's a big question, and it's a big question for me. You, when you're like found, a founder, or when you you break free, free, and you can do your own thing, it's like, oh, what is designing my days look like? That's not just a repetition of the pattern I've been taught. Mm, <laughs> so the, sit. yeah, I've uh, been sitting. Yeah, I've been sitting at my desk. Like the first year that I was working, I I was at my desk. So much. And I'm like, why am I always at my desk? I used to do that when I was at an agency. It takes
0: time. Habits.
1: Yeah. It takes time to, and also awareness like, oh, like, so how do I want to work? What does that look like? Now it's like, oh, it's deep work sessions and then it's making sure I move my body and then it's meditate, you know, you, and then you play, you remix and you, but that's like the joy. It's not about finding the end point, it's just about like, experimenting, playing, seeing what comes up for you and having the freedom to be able to do that.
0: That, and I love that last piece, Pia, because we forget that. Everything, the hyper-productivity, the doing, doing, doing is the adult, logical, practical brain that we've been hyper, hyper-programmed hyper to be. But we've completely thrown out our inner child with so much of this, the innocence, the lightness. And again, not getting religious but like the whole concept of you want to enter in the gates of heaven you have to become like a child like it, literally calling us out to say you have to return to your innocence your play that lightness that exists in all of us because our power comes from that point doing doing a lot of this inner bonding work helped me to recognize that my wife has been going through very similar work too going through a workbook doing the same thing pia she's also been adjusting her workflow, her daily workflow, what does that look like? Because she grew up in a hyper-performing family in California, so it was just crack, 12 hours a day, 12, 16, you know, school, sports. Ah, like you don't have to do that now. Like that's not, and but without awareness first. Yeah. And then experimenting in a lightness to play.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's really hard
0: to make changes and to anchor stuff too that works for us. You have to be able to willing to just, I think your point of playing is so spot on. Like, we don't allow ourselves enough space to just simply play. Like, it's okay. Great things can come from that.
1: Oh, great things do come from that. Definitely. That's like, I, I, I don't like to make promises, but I almost promise you. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> almost. That, well, no, I, actually, I'll <laughs> hold it. I'll hold it. If I, I'm going to hold that. I promise you, if you play, a great thing will come from that. Now, is Mm. that great thing going to be you earning a million dollars? Like, is it it now depends how you define great thing, but it it will give it will bring you something that you haven't experienced before. Mm. That's a great thing to me because isn't that why we're all here to live life fully? We've been given this beautiful gift. I Mm. mean, for me, that's the meaning of it. Just live it fully, and just ask what that means to you on the on the regular. You know, without necessarily needing to put pressure to find the answer there's a Rilke quote that i love it's like you know maybe the the something i'm bastardizing it but maybe the 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 meaning or the point of it all is is not to find that, the answer but to live your way into the questions mm. so you know it's because we're, yeah we're we're also always trying to get somewhere that's also how we're taught like we're going to get to the next thing there's like this obstacle course and like Oh, and then I get to the next level, and then it will—it's like deferred a deferred happiness payment plan. Such bullshit! Like I'll get here, then I'll be able to do uh, X, Y, and Z. I'll get there, then. And if the goalpost is in front of you, it's going to keep moving. Mm -hmm. It's going to be if you become the goalpost, then you—you—you—you—you're it. it. Then you're not chasing anymore. You're not trying to get. You realize that you have it. You're here. You're alive. You get to experience the world. Like, you know, you're, you're figuring it out. You're playing. You're discovering. You're creating. You're making. You're falling. You're getting back up again. You're living. You're having yeah. a great meal.
0: It's the beauty of it, Pia. You know? And I love that, too, because it's, you said it earlier, it's not, happiness is, honestly, in a lot of ways for me, kind of a bad word now, because the, the times I'm, my fulfillment is what I drive things from, dude. Being yeah. a parent, I'm not happy often. Like it's hard, but that. that shit is fulfilling. Like yeah. building these businesses, helping my wife with her blog, like that stuff is hard. It's not you're there. I know. Uploading all these past episodes of YouTube last week, I wasn't happy. <laughs> I was could not wait to get done with that, but. I, it's fulfilling knowing that we're creating, we're putting stuff out there, right? Like the the longevity of what that does for us. And I think younger generations have been fooled into believing that if we're not happy, it's not something we should do. And And that's a deception because if you're creating and building anything of meaning in the world, there's gonna be a lot of points where you're not happy in that process, <laughs> like at all. But as we were talking about earlier, that discomfort, is it because you're unhappy because it's not at all who you truly are? That's a different story. Mm-hmm. But if it's, you know, this is the direction you're going, you're going in, you feel good about it, but it's something you have to simply get done. Sometimes we just got to roll our sleeves up, plow through a, an activity so we can get to the, the kind of the next phase of our, our journey. But it is, it's in the moment now, it's within us now, but it's the way we navigate that discomfort really kind of dictates where we go.
1: And what you just said just a second ago, it's in the moment now, we have it in us now. I think that's such an important anchor point, and I also discuss it a lot with my clients. Like, sure, we are in the process of designing a life and building a business aligned to that juicy vision, but it's also here now. Mm-hmm. And how can you start living it now? What does that look like? How does it feel now? You know? And and even like, what's the feeling you're after? It's an amazing um, moment when, you know, to really ask and invite someone into the feeling. Because whenever we're looking for that next thing, there's really a feeling that we're after. It's not the thing. It's not the mm. possession. Mm. It's not the accolade. It's not the thing. It's the feeling of the thing. So mm. I, really I really want think. to feel free. Okay, what does that feel like to you? Think back to a time where you felt free or what does it feel like in your body? What is freedom? Oh, it feels like my hair in the wind or it feels like... <laughs> My like, you know, little butterflies in my heart or, like, what, it, what does it feel like? And, like, really getting into it, allowing yourself to experience it now. And then I'll say, well, you have it, right? Right now. Mm. And I'll go, oh, shit.
0: You <laughs> can
1: have it. Right? And, and so, yeah, you can keep going for it. This doesn't mean don't go for the thing or the thing you dream of or don't build it. Not at all. It just means we can hold both. We can hold the idea that it's coming and it's here. Yeah. And that's what I'm inviting people to do, because I've lived a lot of my life with the sun will come out tomorrow. One day my prince will come, et cetera, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: where it's always
1: later. And we're really missing a beat. We're really missing a chance to enjoy and appreciate the life now when we end up in that kind of narrative. And it's also a narrative that fuels a capitalist society. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's never here, then you got to work really hard all the time to try to get there and there it keeps moving all the time. And before you know it, you've chucked all your time at this work in hopes of getting there and there it never comes because it's always here. Someone profits from that and it ain't fucking you.
0: No, that's for sure. So it's definitely not us.
1: No, no, not at all. So it's like really rethinking these things. And also, again, praying, like I say to my clients, often we think of work as like, it's we got to get to work. It's not like so it's, serious. it's serious, it's professional. We have to be professional. Like, fuck it. Like, what would make it fun? Oh, I often ask that, like at the end, like we have field work. It's like, what would make it fun? And they go, oh. And it's almost like just the question is a reminder that it can be fun. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be fucking hard. It can also be if you want it to be, but it can be both hard and fun. It can be many things. You get to choose. I think that's the most important thing to remember. And it's so liberating. We are always at choice. Mm -hmm. We can forget that. Because it can feel like we don't have a choice often. But Mm -hmm. the truth is we're always at choice. We always get to choose how we respond to life. Always. It's the only thing we control is how we respond to life. That's it. Nothing else. And I know that's scary. It's scary to me too. Mm -hmm. But that's how it is. That's what it is. So how do you want to be with that? What are you Mm -hmm. choosing? What are you choosing? Just asking someone that. Like, what are you choosing? Oh, just that. It's again, living the questions. (laughs) Sometimes it's just a question. It's enough to create a shift enough to go oh shit yeah that's right I get to choose oh yeah that's right I can have fun with this oh yeah because we forget because you've been taught a certain way gotta be hard you gotta be professional you gotta write it like this you gotta have the hook like this you gotta do the thing like this and I am honestly so tired of 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 people telling me how I need to do the thing that's how I'm feeling right now like stop I'm really done that's why I want to invite people to think about how they can find their own answers how they can tell their own stories, how they can write their own story, how they can write their own future, how they can create their own today. I am no fucking expert. I'm not going to sit here and tell you how to do this thing called life as if I know because I'm figuring it out myself and we will be forever figuring it out because that's life. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) But
1: I'm I'm definitely here to help you guide you to your own answers and then build from that place once there's clarity. Oh, I'm clear. Yeah, I really want to create that thing. It's that because it's attached to what I my purpose and it's aligned with my values. And it's like, all right, great. You got that thing. And also how you get in your way. Now let's build it together. Mm-hmm. And that combination is so powerful because without the awareness, without the insight, without the clarity, without the vision, you're throwing spaghetti at a wall again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I get so passionate about. There's nothing that brings me more joy to, to unleash someone's creativity and own un- heightened self-awareness and that whole process. To birth whatever they're meant to birth out into the world, because yeah, yeah. I think that will build a more beautiful world. When we unleash creativity in more people, that they can live and create freely and build the types of conscious businesses and lives that they most desire, I believe it will create a positive impact in the world.
0: And that's I what agree 100%. I'm. One hundred percent, I love apia That's that's why I wanted it on the show because that's I think you and I are taking we have different approaches and businesses and all the things that we're doing but the underlying overarching theme to our connection is that that there's excellence that lives within all of us there's this creative beauty and power that lives within all of us and if because the universe is absolutely conspiring through us And when we honor that, Mm -hmm. that's what we create in this world. Mm -hmm. We create a world that's more aligned with that unique, creative, bubbly, juicy, loving power that is the essence of life. And this time that we live in is there's a lot of things happening, but my God, is it such a privilege to be the fact that we're doing this, you're on the other side of the planet and we're having a conversation about creative expression and authenticity and that's only possible because of the time that we're living in my wife is a huge fan of Anne Boleyn and those times like the historical times and i was telling ashley that she has more ability to speak freely and share her message than the former queen did <laughs> you know in a in a past life in that time and it's just wild because of where we are today and so i think it's easy to get bogged down in all the shit that's happening on the planet and forget that we are living in incredible times. And if all of us leaned into that mm-hmm. energy within, the world would take care of itself. Like they would, it would change because it Definitely. can't not.
1: Definitely. Definitely. It when we shift from the narrative, we've been spoon fed like a foie gras geese. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That I'm not enough. It's not enough. There's not enough a lie it's just abundance is a natural state of the of the world look around you different it doesn't mean mm-hmm. people don't have trying times i'm not saying i'm not dis- dismissing that or not acknowledging it but that's what we're fed because it keeps us going buying doing striving afraid trying afraid to shift into what you're talking about this we are in this abundant state when we lean into who we are and our own creativity within and tapping into our own source that's connected to source, we realize I am enough. It is enough, and there is enough. And imagine a world that operates from that place.
0: I think the the, the thumb bubble. That.
1: Hey, it's the universe talking. It's the universe agreeing. Like,
0: agree. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the first time I've ever uh, seen that on these if, if That's sessions.
1: not a quantum flirt. I don't know what it's. Dude, is, I, right? honestly, the timing I mean... of that, <laughs> that it's pretty insane.
0: Like it literally came out and was like uh, exactly what P is saying right now.
1: Uh, there you go.
0: Thumbs up to <laughs> that. Yeah. We're the universe, and we agree. Yes, like,
1: confirmed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. But that is. That is the thing, though, Pia, that's I mean, you nailed it. That's I think. in, But we, we come up with all these things that keep us keep us out of that. And I think it's the reminder to that. And I love what you said earlier, the living the question. I, yeah. I, if you anchor to that, yeah. I think because. The fulfillment is in asking the question, not yeah. the answers. Yes. Yes. An- Amen. The answers are that, that moment we get our little hit and then it goes back. The, the, the joy is in questions, seeking, yeah. like, hmm, like, I, so, d- I don't. So can
1: you let go? Can you let go? Because the answer is certainty, is a desire for certainty. I just want to know. And I get that. I have it too. Mm -hmm. There's some days I wake up, I'm like, I just want to know. I just want to know. This is all going to work out. I'm going to reach my dreams. Everything's going to be honky door. I just want to know. And I have wobble. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) then it passes. And then there's a wiser part of me I lean into. And I also allow myself to have that feeling. Like I don't like resist Mm. it. Like, fuck it. I'm feeling wobbly today. That's all right. And And I have that feeling of wanting certainty. But when we can release into uncertainty, there's so much freedom in it. I don't know what's going to happen. I trust that it's unfolding in my favor. And I'm going to let go to it. I'm going to see where it takes me. I'm going to write it. it. I'm going to see where it goes. How exciting is that? I mean, if we all knew the ending of our movie, how boring would that boring. be? You don't go to a movie theater wanting like to know the end before the, it begins. Exactly. None of us knows how, well, we all know how it's going to end if that's not an impetus to start living your life now, the <laughs> fact that it will be over. I don't know what is, but we don't know how a, this human experience is going gonna, is gonna to turn out. And we'll never know. And it will always change. And there's no such thing as real certainty except for the death part. But we still don't know what happens after that. So can yep. you lean into that? Can you create a sense of groundedness in that? I don't know, but I trust it. That's what I'm working on. I don't know, but I trust it. I trust it. I mean, what is it Henry Ford that says, whether you believe you can or or you believe you can't, you're right? Either way. You know, so look, you choose your beliefs. Which belief fuels your expansion? Which belief fuels your creativity? Which belief enhances your life? For me, that's trust. I've spent Mm. a lot of my life in distress, scared. Oh, but what if I, what if this happens? What if that, then something could go wrong. And so I better just stay small. I better just stay here. I better not Mm -hmm. try too much. I better not be too loud. I better, I've done that. I'm ready for a new way. I'm ready for the next half of my life to move and to build with trust. And that means taking risks. That means stepping out. That means being wildly uncomfortable. And that means admitting, I don't fucking know that's okay because i know and this is another quote i know my future self will catch me mm, how about that for trust? That you could trust in life you trust in the universe you trust in yourself i know my future self will catch me no matter what how much freedom how liberating is that that's the belief that works for me and everyone finds the belief that fuels them but again being conscious of the belief that's fueling your life
0: mm. that's that's
1: that's that's the only request for me is just be what is that what belief is your is 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 behind your operating system what is the what you know what is that circuitry is it yours did you inherit it did you choose it does it work for you is it outdated does it need an update <laughs> and just asking those questions so that's uh that's a long rant about, I don't know what,
0: but this. No, Pia, well, I hope the audience there are getting a little, I, I imagine that's inside your coaching sessions, Pia. I imagine those are a lot of the questions that you're throwing yeah. around and, and thinking about because you're spot on with that. We, we oper- so many of us go about operating in our life without reflecting on any of those things. And we have no idea that we're living the life that someone else has set out for us. Because if we don't define what that is, we're absolutely living by someone else's standards vision, goals, all of that. Either we make that decision ourselves consciously by doing what you just said, doing the work, reflecting, taking the time, or we're on autopilot and we're following somebody else's path. And, and that to me is far more dangerous, Yeah, far more dangerous than taking that time, leaning into our own intuitive power, our own creative power, our own minds, and finding those values. Because when you're talking about your belief systems, your operating systems, it's Are those inherited values by someone else or are they your own? And if they're not, it's going to be very difficult to really find fulfillment and inner peace and and trust and build a life from that space.
1: And that's not to say, like, my father's an artist and I definitely inherit. And so my my mother also later on welcomed art more into her life. But I've those are like inherited and inherited value. But I asked myself, is this mine? No, not really. it's. It, it is and it isn't. But does it work for me? Does it feel like mine? Then I mm. keep it. You get a chance, right? So it's also just going through that process. It doesn't mean you got to let go if it was. Sometimes you were given gifts, you know. That could have been one of them. Mm. But it's just yep. again, it's just that level of awareness. Like, what am I? What's what are what's most meaningful to me in this life? And how do I how do I live that day on uh, daily in different ways?
0: Oh man, yeah, it's so great. I think. You know, really, the overarching theme to what we've been talking about in our conversation today is really the power of choice that all of us have. Yes. All of us have power. We really do. It's, it's just whether we embrace it or not. And
1: and you know what, Dave? There's no judgment. We all walk our own paths. If someone is like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm great. I'm good. Yeah. This is good. I'm good. Then it's good. You know, it's like it's, it's but to me, a life examined. And, a, and applying a curiosity and creativity and playfulness of like, you know, you're a human being. What are you, you going to do with this one precious life? Mary Oliver wink mm. quote, you know. Um, and again, you get to choose. And I think that's at different phases of our life, we'll make different choices. But as long as you're conscious of the choices you're making, then you're winning. And that's what that's, I love
0: it, Pia. It's so awesome. Well, I gotta thank you for coming on the show. This has been great. So before we part ways, Opia, two things. First, where can people connect with you, reach out to you? That, and then is there a, a parting message you'd like to share with the audience before?
1: Okay, cool. Um, again, thanks for having me on. It's been real as it always is. I really appreciate you and what you're putting out into the world. We're lucky to have nice, you. Thank um X, formerly known as Twitter, just my name, Pia Lichter. <laughs> Uh, that's where I'm most active. And then I have a newsletter where if you want to, you know, dive a little bit deeper into conversation, that's weekly. Um, collective, I'll make sure to link to that. Yeah, link to, yeah, yep. definitely. Yep. Uh, collective.studio, and we'll link to that. That's where you can find out more about what I do and how we might be able to work together, if that sounds of interest. Um, I'm also on Instagram, but uh, we can, I'll link to it. But X is my main squeeze at the moment, and as is my newsletter. <laughs> That's that's where I'm mostly you can find me. Parting message. Parting message. I'm gonna leave you with. I think i want to leave you with a question because we've been talking about,
0: right?
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like this one. This came to me recently. If if nothing changes, if nothing in your life changes and you keep going the way you're going, where are you gonna be in a year from now? And is that some place you want to be?
0: Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: So, I think that's a powerful one.
0: This is good. That.
1: No judgment in it. Maybe you go, yeah, I'm gonna be right here, right where I want to be. And maybe it's like, oh shit, I'm gonna be in the same place.
0: Mm.
1: Maybe you see. It's just a question.
0: Think and on it.
1: And one more thing: meet mm. yourself daily. We were talking about that earlier with meditation and journaling, like. If it's like if this sounds like a lot of big topics, you know, uh, big, juicy, meaty things like where what's my entry point? I would just say experiment with different ways of meeting yourself every day. Mm. That could be meditation. It could also be guided visualization if meditation is, you know, a jump. Um, those are really fun. There's an app called Insight Timer that I love. There's mm. Headspace. There's a lot of stuff out there. Could be pre-writing. I love free riding in the morning. Mm. Some call it journaling. But for me, it's just like stream of consciousness, you know, what comes up. Share your thoughts. Um, It could be movement, you know, going to the gym, going for a bike ride, taking a walk, working out, getting in touch with your body. Could be breath work. It could be just slowing it down, slowing it down, having a cup of tea or coffee Mm. or a matcha tea, sitting outside and watching the leaves blow on on a branch Mm. and just feeling into it. So whatever it might look like to you, and the invitation is, you know, to get to get creative and, and curious, you know, how might you meet yourself every day? Just a moment of you between you. It could be 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That's it. You got 10 minutes. Everybody's got 10 minutes. Like what is everybody's got 10, Everybody got 10 minutes. And like, what is that? What does it look like? And if you do it consecutively for a week, what do you notice by the end of the week? Anything? Mm. Just observe. Any shifts and like journal about that, like at the end of the week. Like, has anything shifted for me? Did I notice anything different? Has anything changed? How do I feel? Anything. So that's just trying to bring it down into sort of a a micro takeaway.
0: Yeah, because we we were in the ethers a bit with some of this, I know for sure. But it's great. And I, I love that, P with the met. that's it's simple. We don't have to overcomplicate it. I think the, the biggest thing, to your point, is just get started and start small. Ten mm. minutes each yeah, day, exactly. that's literally it. Just, exactly. And explore. It's a lot. Play. Yes. Just like we said earlier, too. Play a bit. Just just play. Be light. Okay. Explore. Think about it like you're dating, in a way. Like exactly. Imagine you're dating yourself. I was
1: just going to say that. Exactly that. Get wildly curious about yourselves fall in love with yourself exactly. again. Take yourself out on a date. Like what do you love to do? Like could be anything, Seriously. you know, And that's really the invitation to get wildly curious about yourself.
0: Super cool, Pia. Well, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate hope the audience has enjoyed hope the nuggets, so. <laughs> the the craziness, the the ethers discussion. a lot of grounded stuff too that we that Pia shared there towards the end. So with that being said, I certainly appreciate your eyes, your ears, your time. And until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.